You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine-fingered host, Dan Johnson. hey How's everybody doing out there? It's Monday, and like you guys all know, Mondays can really suck. Um, let's see, it is... November 14th, and according to some of these bell curves, November 14th could be the number one day for deer breeding in all of the year. So um, I wish I had something positive to say about that, but everybody that I talk to um, through text or phone conversations all over the United States is kind of having a rough rut. Uh, they're struggling. Uh, especially in the Midwest and Iowa, uh, we just came off of, uh, I guess you'd call it a cold front where the high was in the low fifties, which is still extremely warm for this time of year. And then, you know, the, the 10 previous days were in the mid sixties and now the, the next 10 days look like they're going to be in the, or at least five days are going to be in the, uh, mid to, uh, low sixties. So the temperatures this year just really haven't cooperated with um, what we as bow hunters typically call rut weather. Uh, maybe that is having uh, an effect, uh, could be hindering movement. I know a lot of guys are telling me that they have, the movement just hasn't been there. Uh, it's at first light or the last light, and then uh, still a lot of nocturnal uh, movement, but uh, you know, I could sit here and give you my opinion, but it means nothing because I don't know where you hunt. I don't know what the deer movement uh, is like where you hunt. Um, I do know that my buddy Ryan uh, had been having a, a tough time on the farms that he hunts. And I ended up calling him up and like, hey, man, just come over. Come over. Let's go hunt a piece of public property over on uh, by one of my farms that I have permission to hunt. Um, and because I have permission to hunt it, uh, we had access to this piece of public ground, uh, basically a shortcut, a shortcut through private ground. We ended up going into the downwind wind of this uh, big, thick old area that I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of does are uh, coming in and out of. Uh, it was a guess anyway. Uh, the first night we saw uh, two does come through. You know, they read the script. They did exactly what we set up to do. Um, another small buck came through and did exactly what it was supposed to do. Uh, 
nothing going the rest of the night. And then uh, Saturday morning, that cold front hit full bore, and it was 28 degrees is what my truck thermometer said. And uh, it was the coldest morning of the year this past Saturday. And we were in the tree, and we saw a hot doe, or we got busted actually walking in uh, to this uh, to our set. And uh, I, I, I was tagged out, so I was just along for the ride. I, I, love, I love hunting, and I love basically deer, so I was just sitting in a stand uh, above him. And, you know, we kind of just bs the whole day. But uh, real thick frost on the ground, which was nice. Uh, we got busted coming in, and then we had uh, a doe pop out. She went into some thick cover immediately after that at the top of the hill. A three-year-old buck, 10-pointer popped out, and then uh, he started chasing her around this CRP field. That must have caused some attention, and uh, another three-year-old eight-pointer came out. He was more mass than he was, but he ruled the roost. Ears were back. He chased that 10-pointer off, and he started uh, going into the thicket with this doe. Then I heard a snort wheeze. And then that other buck came out of that, the, that, the buck that pushed the, the first buck away, the second buck who pushed the first buck away, the eight pointer, he ended up coming back out of the thicket without the doe. So something in there pushed him away. Uh, we never did see what that buck was. Uh, and the doe decided that uh, she was going to stay in there with the thicket. Uh, the first buck, uh, dropped down out of the CRP field and walked right by one of our stands. He was probably a hundred Oh, 125, 130 inch, 10 point or three year old. Uh, one of those bucks that, uh, next, next year or the next two years will be, will be, if he maintains would be a pretty good buck. So it was just fun to, uh, sit with Ryan and, uh, BS and just get in the tree. Once again, it was like, I don't know if you guys know the story, but he filmed for me for about five years. And then I, uh, I filmed for him one year when he drew an Iowa tag. Now he lives in Iowa, so he can hunt every year. He shot a giant last year and just had a rough year this year. He ended up tagging out, but it was fun just to be able to get in a tree with him once again and uh, kind of go back to uh, go back to the good old days for a while. Today, we have a really cool and interesting podcast. And the reason I say that is because this is the first time we've we've done something like this. And it's a father-son combination, all right? We have Chad and Houston Coleman. Chad is 14, um, and uh, today we're going to talk about just, it's, it's almost like a BS session. Uh, we're going to talk about Houston's first two years uh, rifle hunting. Uh, we're going to talk about his transition from rifle hunting into uh, bow hunting. We're going to talk with Chad, his dad, about how he got his son into hunting. And it's just a basic conversation about a father and son you know it's i i'm kind of jealous of this because my father was an outdoorsman he liked to go camping he liked to go fishing and hiking but he was never into hunting so a lot of my hunting uh i had to learn on my own uh through trial and error and a lot of failure but uh it would you know i it, it would have been nice to have a, a mentor of some sorts uh growing up that would have been that would have been pretty cool and I can't wait to share those experiences with my children but uh, this is a pretty cool story uh, conversation between a uh, father and son who are hardcore hunters from Missouri 
But before we get into today's podcast, Matt Klein from Exodus Trail Cameras talks about the importance of trail camera batteries. Good question. So we talk a lot about this, but uh, you know, memory cards and batteries are something that I think are holding a lot of cameras back. And I'd hate to say it, but I think a lot of people that have a bad experience with $100 or so cameras may have had a bad experience with their batteries. Um, cards, maybe not so important. There was a time of day when cards would give people fits and different cameras. Um, I think most cameras on the market today are smart enough that they can recognize different cards. We recommend a class four or six card. Um, if you're running HD video or just photos, um, that should suffice for most cameras on the market, but batteries are where things can really get out of control. I actually just wrote a big blog post on this. Maybe we can include in the show notes, but what happens is alkaline batteries are just not made well with trail cameras. They're not made to work well with trail cameras. As they die, their voltage goes down, and that causes trail cameras to have problems. It causes your flash to have problems, your flash distance, your trigger speed, your trigger distance. All of these things are affected by alkaline batteries as they start to die. And most people think that's towards the end of their life cycle, but it actually starts about a quarter of the way into the life cycle of alkaline batteries. Um, lithium batteries all the way. We talk about that a lot. Lithium batteries will get you the most, not only out of your Exodus lift cams, but all of your trail cameras that you have on the market. If you guys want to find out more information about Exodus trail cameras, visit ExodusOutdoorGear.com. These are some badass cameras, guys. And if you do decide to purchase one of their cameras, at checkout, enter the code nine fingers. That's the number nine, followed by the word fingers, and you will receive twenty dollars off of your purchase. Pretty good discount there. Now let's get into today's podcast with Chad in Houston Coleman. All right, on the phone with me now is a father and son combination, actually. But uh, today we're going to be uh, talking with a young man named Houston Coleman. How you doing, Houston? Good. Good? Good? Well, you are by far the youngest podcast guest that I've ever had on the uh, on the show. Why don't you tell us uh, how old you are and what grade you're in? I'm 14 and I'm in eighth grade uh, going to South Hole uh, Elementary R1 school. Gotcha. And what state's that in? Uh, Missouri. Missouri. All right. And what town's that in, you said? Uh, Oregon, Missouri. Oregon, Missouri. I got gotcha. you. Out of St. Joe. Okay. I got gotcha. you. I drive, uh, uh, I used to go down to the Lake of the Ozarks a lot, and we would drive through St. Joseph, Missouri on the way from, you know, my, I, I live in South, uh, back then I used to live in Southeast Iowa, so we would drive through uh, St. Joseph, uh, Missouri uh, all the time. But today we're going to talk to you you know, we, we often talk on this podcast about getting kids, you know, like a, a father who is excited to uh, get his kids involved into hunting, but we've never talked to a kid or, you know, a young man like yourself, I'd say. But um, why don't you tell us how old were you when your dad started to take you with him, whether it was just to maybe check trail cameras or take you out in the woods or go fishing or when did he introduce you to the outdoors? Around four or five. He used to take me out for rides. I'd sit in the car seat and we'd look for deer 
all day long. <laughs> all right. So, um, when did you, when then did you start to realize that, you know, my daughter, she's three years old. I take her out for rides, but I don't really, right now she, she likes to look for deer and there, there comes a point where you can start to understand how much, you know, maybe like your dad loves hunting or now how much you love hunting. How old were you when you kind of had that realization that, Hey, my dad likes it and and I like it too. Probably when I was about five or going on to six, he okay. took me to hunting over on our cousin's farm and, uh, a turkey flew over, he shot at it, but it was too hot. That's when I really started to love it. Okay. Now, uh, after five, you know, five and six years old, how old were you when um, it became where you could start hunting too? Uh, when I was six. Six. Okay. Six years old. Um, did you, did you, how did your dad, because I, I take it you started off hunting with a gun, right? Okay, so how did your dad teach you how to properly use a gun? What did he say to you about safety? Why don't you talk a little bit about that? He told me, always make sure it's on fire. And and always cock it back right before you fire. Take it off safety. Take it off safety? Yeah. Okay. Did you did you have to go to some kind of youth hunter safety class before you could start hunting? Or at what age was that? Um, we recently took our youth hunter safety course. Our school provided it. Oh, okay. And, and uh, before that, you didn't have to have it. You just had to have a parent with you. Okay, so you technically didn't need to have the uh, the hunter safety class because you had a parent with you until you were what thirteen or fourteen? Uh, yeah, around that okay. age. Okay, all right. So you started. Did did you do practice? Did your did your dad take you out and uh, practice with you before the uh, before the season started? Like when you were six, you started shooting a gun. Seven years old. Um, what was practice like? What kind of gun were you shooting? I was shooting a single shot 243 and we would go to a local shooting range and just fire away. (laughs) (laughs) Now, did he, did he talk to you about, um, you know, how to sight in the gun, you know, when you were that age or was it something where he was just trying to get you comfortable with the weapon? There's a little of both. He's mostly trying to get me comfortable, but he didn't really teach me how to do the clicks on the top and side and how gotcha. that all worked. Right. And that's uh, probably just a, a, a little young at that point, I, I would guess. Um, yeah. So how old were you when, so it was six years old, you started going hunting with your dad. What was the first animal that you guys were actually out hunting when you, when you were the hunter and your dad was maybe just along for the ride? Uh, deer. Deer. All right. So you, uh, your dad took you out deer hunting and how old were you then? I was six. Six. Okay. So you, you had, you had went out to the range, you started practicing. Um, talk to us, you know, 
talk to me a little bit about the very, not necessarily your first kill, but the very first time that you went out, if you can remember that far back, the, the very first hunt that you went on kind of, uh, describe to us that hunt, what, you know, the area you were hunting, uh, and, and so forth. We were hunting public land, not that far away from our house. Uh, it's dust, dusty bent. Um, but it's pretty, it's a pretty big area and they cut the lanes every year so you can walk in. Okay. But, uh, uh, I remember we were sitting at the edge of cornfield. We we're about to get up, but I just asked him if he can rattle and grunt a few more times. And <laughs> we walked, after that, we walked about 15 yards uh, off the edge and he saw antlers sticking out of this, out of this tall grass. And he said, get down, get your gun ready. And now, I was asking, where were a, they? Now, I got a question for your... Uh... I got a question for your dad before we move on. Um, when, when Chad, when you took him out for the very first hunt, you know, where maybe you may have had a gun too, but you were going to let him take the first shot. What was, what was his uh, demeanor like? Was he excited? Was he, you know, kind of nervous? Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I would say the first time that I, I had, uh, that I took him out, um, when I had a, uh, uh, oh, actually it wasn't a gun, it was a bow. He would sit up, uh, he sat in the stand with me. Uh, I remember that. I uh, at the feet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, actually I think I, I missed a, bu- a doe that night, but yeah, he was, <laughs> he was, uh, very excited. Yep. Yep. And he, uh, it always amazed me from even a young age that he was able to, uh, sit still for as long as he did and, and, and pay attention, you know, not, not, uh, he can't do it for a lot of other things, but he always could, could, uh, when we were hunting. <laughs> hey, I was that same way. I, I probably couldn't, uh, pay attention in school like I, I should have, but when it t- came time to go fishing or out on the, uh, out in the woods, I, I, uh, I focused a little bit more for some reason, but on this, you know, on this first, on this, uh, first gun hunt, that you took him on and he was going to be the actual hunter. You know, he was going to be the guy who pulled the trigger. Um, was he, was he nervous at, at all then? I mean, what was, what was it, what was he like walking into the timber with you that then? Well, he, uh, he wasn't really all that nervous. Um, uh, uh, he, uh, he was excited, but, uh, 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 in a good way, you know, he wasn't, wasn't chattering all the time. Like one of my other, kids would be doing uh, uh, um, but uh, yeah, he was he was really really pretty excited but but calm you know right. um, when we walked in and, and uh, I didn't know what to expect about about a week before I found a place along uh, along a field there next to some thick timber that I thought uh, thought would be pretty good and I kind of cleared out an area for us to sit we just sit on the ground actually uh, on a piece of public ground and and, uh, um, um, it ended up, ended up working pretty well. So, okay. And is this the scenario, is this where he shot his first deer? Yes. Yep. The, the first hunt where he, uh, that we went on is where he shot his first deer. Okay. Yes. All right. So Houston, 
talk to me about this. You you said your your dad saw a deer and he said, "Get ready, you know, get get your gun ready." What happened after that? Was this was it the first deer you saw, or did you did you screw up at first? It was the first deer we saw that day. Um, it was the first day of youth season, actually. Okay, what and, time uh, of year was that? I think it was November first. November first, okay. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Okay, so you saw the deer. You got you know you got your gun up. What was going through your mind? If you can remember back then, what was going through your mind as you started lifting your gun up to try to find this deer? Uh, what was going through? I was thinking, well, where is it? And then I was thinking, well, at least I need to hit it. Yeah. So were you were you able to you know pull your gun up, get it in your sights? Um, do you, I mean, do you remember doing that? Were you nervous at all? Did you get any? any uh you know not necessarily buck fever but was your heart pounding my yeah it was uh we were using bipods so i wasn't really pre-hinting but it was still pretty hard at that young of an age to try to find the deer okay so how far away was the deer when you saw him oh one about 100 150 yards probably 150 yards, okay, and and uh, you were using a rifle, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you uh, when you I mean you you saw the deer in your sights. Did you wait for your dad to tell you, okay, shoot, or did you know exactly what you needed to do? We look back at it now, but because it was pretty funny, he was telling me quietly, shoot it, shoot it. <laughs> And by the time it got there, it's it's quite the story. Um, um, we can get into it if you want to, but but yeah, uh, let's let's talk about it. I want to talk about this first deer. Yeah, it uh, um, honestly, it's one of the most exciting hunts I've been on too. So um, uh, we uh, we walked in, and we sat there probably I don't know thirty minutes, forty minutes. It started uh, breaking daylight, and. Uh, you know, the first thing is, oh, Dad, i got to go to the bathroom. Oh, oh great. <laughs> we were on the ground and, and uh, weren't up in the tree stand, but he kind of went back in the timber a little bit and uh, came back out. And we sat there for a while longer, and, and uh, he wanted me to rattle. So uh, I rattled a little, little bit, um, grunted a couple times, just kind of blind rattling, blind calling. Yeah. Um, uh, nothing. And then probably about 15 minutes later, I did, you know, went through another sequence, uh, trying to, trying to get something in and nothing. Well, waited there about another 15, 20 minutes or so. And, uh, I said, well, let's, let's move down close to the river. It's near the Missouri river where we're hunting at. <clears throat> and, uh, um, so we got up and, and, uh, like you said, and, and we, uh, got our stuff rounded up and pulled his gun up and, and, uh, walked about 10 feet, 10, 15 feet, you know, away from the, uh, the thick, the, the thick grass that we were sitting in. And, uh, uh, we were, we were out in the open and I saw, you know, antlers, uh, running through this tall grass to our right. And I said, get down, you know, get, get, right. get down and get ready. So, uh, we sat down and, uh, put his bipod down. We were sitting, like I said, about 10, 15 feet from any type of cover. 
Um, I was over his shoulder, you know, I got his gun set up and uh, the bipod down and he put it against his shoulder and I was kind of leaning over him and, and uh, not moving. Well, um, uh, this buck, he, he was a nice, nice deer too. Uh, he, uh, he ran out a ways from us. He's about 150 yards probably in front of us. Okay. There was an old road, um, with some small trees growing up uh, along it. Um, uh, that deer started tearing the heck out of the, one of those trees, rubbing it and, and, uh, pawing at the ground. And, and, uh, um, I thought, Oh my, I said, I, I knew at that time we, we'd been practicing out to, out to a hundred, but you know, I knew, you know, within 75 or closer, he could, you know, probably get, get it if he could find it, (laughs) if he could find it in the scope. Um, well, we, we sat there for a few minutes and I wasn't sure what I was going to do, you know? Um, so, um, I actually forgot my big grunt call at home. I just had a little hands-free, um, I'm not sure who makes it, but, uh, that I always used for, for bow hunting. I could actually have in my mouth, you know, if I was a full draw even and, and, you know, grunt. Well, uh, I, I thought, well, I'll, I'll give it a couple of grunts. So I grunted at him two or three times. And, uh, he stopped what he's doing and just kind of looked, looked our way and, and, uh, started walking straight to us. And I, I don't think Houston was nervous. He didn't say anything anyway, but I was a nervous wreck. I thought, oh, <laughs> we're 15 feet from any type of cover. We were just balled up here on the ground. So I said, just let him come in. I, I, I remember telling him, uh, just let him come and, until he, you know, acts acts nervous or something well he kept coming and kept coming his his ears were back and the uh, hair was standing up all the way down the, the middle of his back and I, man he, he was he was not happy right um, which is good for us but uh um he kept coming kept coming and kept coming i said you see him no i don't see him you see him no i haven't found him i said so i i think i lowered the uh the power on the scope down i think it was eight or nine and I lowered it down to, uh, four, I think four or five, um, reached down there and, and he finally said, I, I've got him in the scope. I said, okay. I said, he's cut, he's quartering to us. He's coming straight to us. I said, try to center it in the middle of his chest. If, if he doesn't turn broadside, you know, and, and just keep it on. Well, he did. And, and, uh, that deer got within to 50 yards or so. And he, he was still walking, just slow walk with just with his ears pinned back uh, wasn't, wasn't, uh, he was ready to fight. So, um, he kept coming and kept coming and kept walking. I, I told Houston, I said, you're going to have to shoot him here in a minute. Well, he got to probably 30 yards. I said, man, I said, you're going to shoot him, you know, shoot him if, if you can. Uh, he, He didn't shoot him. So he kept walking and kept walking. And, uh, uh, finally, uh, probably he stopped probably about 15, 15 yards. 20, I don't know. I, I can't remember exactly between 20, probably around 20 yards from us. Were you Still guys looking. in some, were you guys in some thick bushes or something? I mean, how did no, he not see you on the ground? He saw us. He was staring straight at us. Oh, and he, he, uh, he, uh, and, and he's, uh, we never did scoring, but he's, uh, probably, I'd say 150, 100, between 150, 155 inch eight point. Okay. So he was a big eight pointer. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, we, we had some uh, pictures of him early in the year, and I didn't realize at the time, but but uh, uh, he kept, you know, he, he stopped and he was still staring straight at us. Never, you know, never got scared or anything. And, uh, 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 shoot it. yep, I said, shoot it, shoot it, you know, because I was afraid at any time he would get scared and, and right. run off. So and Houston, finally, Houston, <laughs> why weren't you able at, you know, previously to shoot that buck? What, I mean, was he not stopping where you, did you not have him centered? What was the deal? He wasn't stopping. And since he was coming to us, I didn't have it sooner pretty much hardly at all. And uh, when he stopped, I finally centered it. And after he said, shoot it the third time, <laughs> I pulled the trigger and he went nose first right into the ground. So you, and this was your very first buck you've ever killed. First day well, of season. First day of you season. On your very first ever hunt, you kill a 150-inch eight-pointer. Yeah. We had a friend <laughs> We had a friend come out with his son, too. They're hunting the same public property. Yeah. And we helped, he helped drag it out, but he didn't know how big it was. He heard the shot. Yeah. Uh, and once he got there, he's saying, Oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying, oh my lord, because you know, I'm so. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm very happy for you uh, for that deer, but it, there's just this little bit of this little part of me that's a little jealous of you. That <laughs> <laughs> was it. Was great. You know, I'll, I'll always remember that. And I, right? He would do. He still does. So as I mean, did you know what you just shot? I mean, 150 inches for an eight pointer is a gigantic eight pointer. Um, did you know that it was a big buck? I mean, did your dad kind of teach you, hey, this is maybe what score is, this is what uh, big antlers look like, or um, did were you kind of clueless? I was clueless on how all that worked or how well, how it what did all that, yeah. but. I knew it was a big buck. I didn't know how big it was until I got older. Okay. So, so my dad, dad, you, you don't realize you, how lucky you are. <laughs> it, isn't it isn't always this easy to come out and do this. Right. So, so uh, Dad, um, when you were, you know, after, after he pulled the trigger and – you know, I, I've seen a lot of these hunting videos where, uh, you know, on like YouTube or something like that, where the kid shoots the deer and the dad is more excited than that the kid is. What were, what were, what was your reaction? What were you doing when, you know, after you saw that deer drop, you saw it was a giant. What was your reaction? Oh yeah, I I, I was definitely more excited than he was at the time. <laughs> you know, he I, he was excited, but I was. You know, probably fivefold excited as, as uh, he was because I I realized what he'd just done. So right. you know, so he pulled the trigger and it fell straight into the ground. You know, went nose first. I I jumped up. I think I screamed yes. You know, <laughs> and, and, uh, I can't remember. You know, after that, it was kind of a fog. I went over there and, and uh, 
it was a very big potty deer too. I remember, you know, we can't drive down on the, the public land. So I do remember dragging that big boy out. Um, <laughs> I, was, I just bought, bought a, bought a new uh, drag system that could kind of hook onto you, your shoulders and whatnot. And yeah. Yeah. That broke in the first 10 feet. So, gotcha. so that didn't work very well. So <laughs> I remember shaking me around when you got up. <laughs> so he gave you a, he gave you a big hug and he said, congratulations and all that. Yeah. Awesome. So did you, did you end up calling your mom at that point? After you, after you shot this buck? Yeah. We also texted a few of our friends. They didn't okay. believe us. So we were scanning it. They all came over and they all were surprised. What did, what did your mom say when you called her up after you shot this thing and said, mom, I just shot a giant. What did, what, what, what did she say? She said, congratulations and started saying good job and I can't wait to see all that. Oh, perfect. 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 So, so 150 inch eight pointer is your very first deer ever. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, that's, um, that's awesome. That's amazing. Um, so after that, what happened? I mean, did, I mean, you took it home, you skinned it. Um, do you like deer meat? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you, you do, you guys eat a, eat a lot of deer meat. Now my, my next question is, okay, so you shot a giant buck your very first year out. Sometimes that can jade it, you know, jade people, you know, cause that's like a once in a life, you know, for, I don't know what it's like where you guys hunt, what the quality of deer is, but that could be the biggest buck you ever shoot your entire life in that area. What, uh, what was the next year like? I mean, did you have different goals? I mean, or and, and Chad, feel free to uh, jump in and, and maybe a, did you explain to him that this is a giant and it may take a couple more years to get another deer like this? Yep, yep. I, I, I told him, you know, like I said, it's, you know, you don't realize what you just killed, you know, and you may not kill another one like this for years, if ever. Yeah. Um, there are several big deer around here, you know, in places. Um, but, uh, but, uh, we went out next, the next year, he, he wasn't really picky after that, you know, he just wanted to shoot a deer. Um, we decided, you know, we, we've, uh, he's always, uh, had the attitude that I want to shoot a buck though. So so he's never really wanted to shoot, shoot a doe. Um, I don't know whether that first deer had anything to do with that or not, but, but, um, um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, the next year was, uh, Almost the exact same. Almost the exact same. We went to the same private ground, uh, not private ground, sorry, public ground. And, uh, um, it was a, I, yep, go ahead. It was a bean field, uh, a few ways up the road where I shot that one last year before. Right. And first day of youth season, uh, my second year, uh, he stands up to stretch and he says, there's a buck coming, and it was a tall, tall and skinny uh, buck. But you can tell he's mature. His rack was dark and uh, not much light color to it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a dark rack buck, and uh, you know it wasn't as big as as the one the year before, but uh, 
you know, we sat there and he, we were up kind of behind a log. I, I kind of made a, uh, a small blind out of log and the grass around us and stuff. And, and uh, I said, if you want him, you know, you can shoot him. And, and, and he did. He shot him. Um, that, that year he, sh- he missed the first shot, though. Uh-oh. He missed. Here, the deer stood there, looked the other way, looked back towards us. And then just started walking really slow again. And, and of course, we were sit, uh, shooting the same little Rossi. It was actually a youth model that I had cut down even more. Um, is that 243? Uh, Frank Farrell. Yeah. I said, get another, get another shell in there. I said, you know, you shoot it, shoot at him again. So the second, second time he, he got about 10 yards further and, uh, he did shoot him. He's probably about 60, 70 yards from us when he shot him. And, uh, yeah, it ended up being an 11 point, not real wide, but he's probably 125 inch deer, 130 inch deer, nice. I would say. So he had a lot of junk coming off. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I said, I think the first thing I said is you're, you're so lucky. I, I think <laughs> now, now what's happened is dad's starting to get a little mad at you and he's like, <laughs> uh, come on now. I, I don't even get opportunities like this. It's been hunting, you know, 20, 30 years. Yep. Yep. It, it was, it was quite the experience. We, we had a lot of fun. We, we always do. So. Right. Right. So then we're going to fast forward a little bit. You I mean your first two years out, you shot two beautiful deer and, um, you and your dad had some good times. How old were you when you started transitioning into bow hunting? Or when you first started shooting your bow, a, a bow? I think I got it when I was nine, and I started shooting it when I was 10. Okay. And when I was 10 was the first time we went out. That's when we had our private land about that time. Mm-hmm. And we went out, uh, started shooting, trying to get some bucks there. I eventually think for the next three years with my, with my bow. Right. So... So talk to me about, you know, when, when you first started shooting your bow, did you, did you like it better than shooting a gun or were you still kind of, not necessarily the hunting aspect, but just the, just the shooting aspect? Yeah, it wasn't as loud. That's what I was always thinking. (laughs) And it didn't kick. Right, right. So when you first started shooting, um, how long did it take for you to, you know, become accurate and at, at what distance um, were, were you uh, shooting at? At I think 9 when or I, 10? When I first started, I think we were about 15, 15 yards. And then we started transitioning. Transition. What? I can't say that word. Transitioning. <laughs> <laughs> Into 20, 30 yards. And that's what I'm practicing now because the tree stand I was hunting in it had a trail going about seven eight yards right by it and then it had thick timber on the other side and i didn't i wasn't gonna shoot any past 20 or 30 yards because i didn't think i was gonna be that accurate past there okay that's a good thing to know um so dad what when you when you decided okay maybe i'll try to introduce them into archery um, what kind of bows were you looking at? Um, we know, we don't ever really talk about youth archery, 
uh, on on this podcast. But uh, what um, is is there a law in Missouri that says you have to be able to pull this many pounds before you hunt? No, I, I, I don't believe so. There used to be, but I'm pretty sure they took it off uh, took it off the off the uh, the books. Okay. Um, but uh, um, you know that first year or two, um, uh, we I actually uh, we got a uh, mission. Uh, yeah, it's a mission. Uh, I don't think it's the craze. It's the uh, menace. Right. Is what is ended up getting. Um, we looked at a few, but but it uh, it looked like it it would uh, at the time. I liked it the best. Um, it looked like it grew with him, you know, really well. There's several out now, but at the time, you know, it, it, there were really not that many that that could do what it, you know, what right. what it would. It could go from, I think, like uh, I, I don't know the specs right offhand, but like 19 inch draw length clear out to uh, 29 or 30 inch, and and go down, you know, from I think 15 pounds all the way up to. Uh, I think it's uh, 55 or 60 pounds what it'll go to. Okay. So, so, so um, what was he pulling when he, when he first started? Did you have it cranked all the way down? Uh, not all the way down, but, uh, but quite a ways. When he first started, um, I would say probably uh, he was probably pulling maybe, I don't know, 25, 25 pounds maybe. And, uh, I believe it was at uh, 21 inch draw length at the time. Okay. So I, I believe. Okay. So how long? How long? Did, I mean, as a hunter, you know, you have to be have good ethical clean shots. That's the goal we all try to do for bow hunting. Did you put any uh, like restrictions on him saying, "Listen, I'm not going to take you hunting until with a bow until you can prove to me that you can kill a deer with a bow." you know, by having accurate groups or being able to pull a certain poundage or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. When, when we first, when we first started, and I believe he started shooting when he was nine, when he got right. the bow, um, um, you know, we, we did, he did practice a lot. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, he didn't go out until I'm not sure he went actually went out bow hunt until you were 11. But, uh, but, uh, we shot for quite a while. He, you know, he, over the next couple of years, uh, we extended the draw length out, uh, two or three inches. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, definitely made sure that, that, uh, you know, he could group him well, you know, we, we, I told him that, uh, you know, actually up to 20 yards is really, really a limit. Right. Um, you know, we need to, try to get good broadside shots if possible, you know, no, try not to have them quartering away or to you or definitely not straight on or straight above them. Um, right. um and, and, you know, uh, also I, he was probably pulling, oh, when he was 11, probably 35, maybe, maybe 40, between 35 and 40 pounds, probably the first time he went, uh, went out in the tree with a bow. So, okay. So were, were you with him that very first bow hunt? Um, yeah, the first, the first year I, I sat with him most of the time, uh, I went along just, uh, just to be with him. Uh, I, I, sometimes I took my bow with me, but usually I just left it hanging up. 
Right. Uh, but then, uh, you know, when he got to be, I think it was when you were 12, um, we, we have, uh, our piece of property is pretty small, about eight acres. Right. And along the bridge, we have, uh, three stands, um, that aren't, you know, 50, 60 yards apart. Some of them, you know, we set up for different winds and, and other things. But, uh, um, I started letting him sit in a stand by himself with his bow. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I'd sit in the one of the one one of the other stand that's fairly close, uh, uh, and I believe that was when he was twelve years old. Okay, so Houston, as you you know, you said your first couple of years as bow you know at bow hunting, you you weren't able to to kill a deer. Did you did you have any encounters or miss or did you just not get close enough uh, those first couple of years? The first couple of years, uh, I I missed a doe. I missed two does, <laughs> and uh, then one day we have a kind of a orchard. There's pears, apples, and plum trees. But uh, there's a nice buck down eating eating the pears by the house, and I just looked over to my dad and started doing a signal for rattling and uh he started rattling it spooked all the deer but <laughs> it was about shooting hours uh i saw a deer coming it had antlers i couldn't tell i could tell it's legal i just couldn't tell if it was big big or small and uh when he got in front of me not 10 yards away i pulled back i aimed right below his spine because I was angled down so much, but I missed right below him. Okay. All right. So you, you had a couple, a couple misses, um, you know, bow hunting at times can be tough for, for that, for that reason, what you just said. Um, did you, I mean, did you say, Hey, I, I still want to continue to bow hunt or did you ever get down and be like, Hey, maybe bow hunting's not for me. I did think that one time, but then uh, I got permission to hunt down behind our house, not 300 yards away in the corner of a bean slash cornfield. Right. And uh, last year I set up a trail cam down there, and I got pictures of does and a few small bucks, nothing major. But... uh yeah, I saw that once, and okay. I regret it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he uh, you know, on that one buck that he missed, I I couldn't see anything from where I was at at the time, but uh, he was shaking pretty bad. I have a feeling that, uh, that none of the pins were holding still at the time right. when, when he shot that one because uh, it's a lot closer closer encounters than we have with the, with the rifle. So, right, but right. He was kind of down there. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of down after that, but he got he got over pretty quick. So okay, so let's talk about uh, the, your your first bow kill. How many years bow hunting did you bow hunt before you killed your first deer? Uh, three. It took me three years to finally kill a okay. deer with my. All right, so your third year, and, and how old were you at that point? I would have been 13. 
13. Okay, so 13 years old, you killed your first deer with a bow. Was it uh, a buck or a doe? It was a buck. It was a buck. Uh, All right. Let's talk a little bit about about um, about this. Were, were you hunting by yourself in the tree at, at that time? Yes. Okay. So how did it work? Did your dad drop you off and you walked into the timber or did, did, uh, did you drop your dad off and, and then you drove or, or, or uh, did you guys park at the same place and walk in together or talk to me a little bit about that? Well, um, well, our, uh, our place is, uh, you know, where we park isn't all that far from, from the top of the ridge where we hunt on. And, uh, um, he got he got to pick out a couple stand locations, and uh, one of them on top of the hills is his stand, uh, and uh, that's on the way to where I was going to sit, which is only like I said, probably sixty yards down. And uh, I got him up in the tree and everything, made sure he was good, and then I went down to my to my stand. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so Houston, um, on this on this property, how how many times did you go out? hunting with your bow that year before you actually killed a deer or was this like one of your first times in the timber i honestly don't know how many times we went out before that i know it was early in the season it was in october and we our boating starts in november no no uh, september 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 5th there's actually yeah september 15th and and uh actually that was i believe his first time in the timber that year okay um what had happened is uh you know we have only have eight acres i i own but uh i have about five cameras out on that eight acres yeah and um, um it was october i went out the night before it was october uh 9th i went out and uh, uh saw several does and, and, and quite a bit of deer movement and I pulled the pictures, and uh, it showed just in the last, you know, two or three days before that, there's a lot of uh, daylight deer movement uh, up and down that ridge where we were sitting. So I told him that, and I said, you really need to go tomorrow. And uh, and uh, well, I said, we'll go out in the morning. You know, they, they weren't coming through until, oh, heck, it was about 8.30, 8, 8 to 8.30 in the morning. And I said, well, we'll get up there and get you set up, and hopefully we'll see something, so. Right. Okay. So talk to me. Was this, was this a morning hunt or an evening hunt? It was, uh, my first morning hunt with Bo. Okay. Okay. So it was a, it was a morning hunt when you shot this deer. Um, talk to me about what you saw that morning. I mean, did you see any, any does, any other bucks before this buck came through or was he, was this the first deer you saw? Uh, I saw a lot of squirrels and heard them. <laughs> and, uh, it was the second buck I saw that morning. Okay. When I first heard the deer walking down the trail, I saw a little, I would guess, eight, nine point that's kind of screwed up. And then I got up, got my bow ready, and then I was at draw on him. And then I saw another buck coming, and I, and he was bigger. So I kept my bow at draw and waited for him to get within bow range. And then I shot him right through the lungs and the heart. So you drilled him? Yeah. Nice. So 
this is your very first buck that you've ever killed, very first deer you ever killed with a bow. What were you thinking after you let that arrow fly and you know you knew it was a good shot? I was thinking, I can't wait to get this buck out of the timber and on my wall. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, did you, I mean, was what? let me guess, with your luck, what was it, like a 190-inch deer? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, it was, we never, you know, the way I like that's either nice deer, you know, either I'm going to shoot it or not. Right. But I would say it's probably... 130, I'd say I'd say it's a 120, 125-inch deer, maybe. 125, okay. maybe. Okay. Uh, eight, was it an 8-pointer or 10-pointer? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, after you shot this and, I mean, did you... Did you wait for your, did you call your dad? Did you wait for your dad um, to go or, or did you go follow this blood trail by yourself or, or did you watch him die from the stand? He didn't go 50 yards from either of our stands. I, my dad looked, I looked over to my dad after I shot him and he was puffing his fist and uh, he said that he was, he had his bow drawn back just in case stopped and didn't die okay yeah, yeah. so you guys yeah, were was. you guys were in two different stands but close enough to see each other yeah yeah, yeah. ran right by him yeah i can't oh. uh, i could see him sitting in his stand but i can i can see in front of his stand and and uh you know, it's funny i was sitting there and i heard something up the trail and i saw a buck in front of him and and i didn't think he was going to be too picky so and i saw that little i just a little late point i'm not i'm not sure exactly but uh, I thought, well, I, I bet she shoots him. He's right there in front of him. Yeah. And I waited, waited. I was like, what, what, why isn't he shooting? And then, you know, I saw, oh, I see why. So I, I saw him uh, coming right up behind the other one, that uh, little bit bigger buck. And uh, um, I, I saw him shoot. I saw the arrow hit it. And I thought, yes, that looks like a good hit. And I watched it. It ran right in front of my stand, actually. Um, I drew my bow back as it went by just in case it stopped if it was, you know, if it looked like it was a bad shot, but it, it never stopped. It ran down, oh, probably another, oh, heck, it wasn't very far, probably 50, like you said, probably 50 yards from my stand. Right. And, uh, I heard it, I heard it pile up in the timber. So, so did, did, uh, Houston, did your, I mean, did your dad teach you how to follow a blood trail and, um, I mean, do you do you know you know okay this this blood looks dark so it could be liver or this blood blood looks r- bright red so it's uh, might be a good lung hit um, do you have you learned about that stuff yet? I didn't learn about the uh, bright blood or dark blood. I learned that earlier, later that year actually. Gotcha. Um, but we did find the blood trail uh, the year before that. A few years before that, I think it was when I five. I was five. He shot a doe, and uh, he came back to the house, got me, and he was teaching me how to find a blood trail because it ran off a few few yards. Nice. Yeah, a few yards probably. Okay, okay. Well, so so now you uh, so you shot your, you know you 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 followed the blood. You walked up to it. You grabbed 
you you grab this deer's antlers and it was your very first kill with a bow. Was it any different than killing a deer with a gun? Oh yeah, I was thinking, wow, this has way more excitement and adrenaline than rifle hunting because they get way closer and you got to really be patient all throughout the year. Okay. So this might be a tough question, but what has bow hunting taught you? It taught me uh, how to be more patient and not to shoot the first thing you see because those does that I missed earlier in the years I they were the first things I saw that night and it scared everything else away and we didn't see anything after that okay so so my next question is um, were you were you successful this year so far with a bow not yet I did have a big seven point. Uh, down behind our house within 40 yards but he was coming down a steep incline and I didn't want to try to take that shot gotcha alright now you know over the years you start to you know you start to rack up you know these these deer that you're you're killing do you have your goals changed at all as far as um, you know this is your, what, third year bow hunting now? Uh, third or fourth, yeah. Third or fourth, okay. So have your have your goals changed at all? Are you waiting for, a, like, the biggest, most mature buck? Or are you still kind of in a, if it looks good to me, kind of shoot it stage? I'm right in the middle. I do want to shoot a mature buck, but I'm thinking when I see a buck, Man, I want to shoot that so bad. That's what <laughs> that's what happened with my buck I shot yesterday. Okay. Uh, it turned out to be a two-and-a-half-year-old. I thought he was older and way bigger because through the scopes he looked taller. Right. And he turned out to be smaller than I thought. That's called ground shrinkage. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. I've done it myself a few times. That's right. We all have. We all have. Um, so, you know, at, at this point in, at this point, dad, what, um, what's your, as a father, what do you have left to teach Houston as far as, you know, being a hunter, whether, whether it is maybe about bow hunting or rifle? Yeah, well, I tell you what, I've, I've taught him a lot over the years, just through experience, you know, right. um, now really really it's it's more taking him and and he's kind of teaching himself some things like patience you know yeah um he's got to have that um um not that not that i care if he'd shoot a doe or what whatever but but uh uh uh, patience you know Mm -hmm. i think i think he's to the point now where a lot of the things um he's going to have to to learn on his own you know right. i'll help him along and answer any questions if i can answer myself right but uh, but uh, i i think he's to that point so uh, you're kind of you're kind of kicking him out of the nest and saying all right there you go uh, to a certain point yeah right yeah. right right so 
do you have any, uh, I guess, Houston, do you have any dreams or aspirations as a young hunter to go and hunt maybe a different state or hunt a different piece of property in Missouri or maybe even a different animal out west? Uh, Me and my dad are hoping to go elk hunting next year in Colorado. He's gone a few years before this, before I've gone uh, three years and I've shot uh, two bulls out in Colorado. Nice. Nice. So this next year could be his first year. Yep. Yep. I think so. And we just got to kind of decide whether, whether we want to do rifle, which would probably be the way to break him in or, or go, you know, archery. We could do either one. We're not, we're not sure yet. I'd like to do archery. Yep. So. Right. Well, that's a whole different ball game. I, uh, I've only been on a one elk hunt uh, myself, and I'm actually going to be going out to, I think, Colorado next year as well and uh, to chase some uh, elk. But uh, it's uh, – <laughs> I, I just – I was out of shape last year. and or two, Yeah, we've been in last year. And uh, <laughs> those mountains are a lot different than the, than the Missouri hills. Yes, they are, especially the first two or three days that I'm out there. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult, um, but, uh, boy, it's worth it. It's, it's a lot of fun. I, lo- I love it. Right. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, first off, you know, I want to say Chad and Houston, thanks for coming on the show and, uh, uh, you know, telling your story and, you know, just, basically BSing with us a little bit. Uh, good luck to you guys the rest of the season. And uh, I tell you what, Houston, when you uh, when you continue to have good luck and, uh, you know, over the years shoot some more deer, you should come back on the podcast and talk about it. Okay, I'd love that. All right, guys. Hey, thank you very much. Yep, thank, thank you, you, Dan. Thanks a lot. And there you have it. It's it's good to see tradition still being passed on to the next generation. Um, so good job, Chad, and uh, good luck, Houston, for uh, hopefully a long career in the woods. Now, want to thank Chad and Houston for coming on the show, uh, spending time with us today, and uh, turning this into a pretty cool podcast. I also want to thank you, the listener very much for taking time to download this Um, if you like it go to itunes and leave a review on the uh, podcast i'd really appreciate that or wherever you download uh, these podcasts from huge shout out to exodus outdoor gear uh, the exodus trail cameras and deerlab.com for uh, sponsoring this podcast i really appreciate the the support And uh, like always, if you guys want to find out more about what I'm doing, the products we're reviewing, um, you know, these Hunter Profile podcasts, if you want to be on the podcast to not only review products or be do a Hunter Profile podcast or maybe even just BS with me, uh, hit me up, uh, ninefingerchronicles at gmail.com and uh, let me know you have a story to tell. We'll talk about it and maybe I'll get you on the show. Other than that, you can also follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and um, post you know post a lot of pictures, post uh, comments, and uh, it's a pretty cool place for conversation for uh, all types of uh, hunters. So, with that said, I hope everybody has had the opportunity to get out in the woods and uh, hunt 
uh, you know, it's that time of year and that time of year is almost over. We literally have a week, maybe a week and a half before this rut starts winding down and then it's all over. Uh, you know, shotgun season comes into play uh, and, you know, there's, there's definitely some late season time, but the magic of the rut is starting to fit. will start to fade. So if you're questioning when you should go hunting, the answer is right now. So good luck to everybody and uh, wear your damn safety harness.